when life goes to shit because you made a stupid decision when your girlfriend broke up with you. We're talking movies. We're talking Cherry, starring Tom Holland, Sierra Bravo, and Jack Rayner. Written by Angela Russo Asa, Jessica Goldberg, and based off the novel by Nico Walker, and directed by the Russo Brothers. Chris, I know you got problems. I know you're broken. But please don't break my daughter. I love her. And you be a man and you walk away. Or I will fuck you up. (laughs) That's some dad talk. I mean, that's going to go really well with my quote. The first time I saw Emily, I was attending one of those local universities. The ones with Jesuits. It was a decent school. And I don't want to tell lies, but I thought, man, I really want to fuck this girl. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Today we're talking about the 2021 release, Cherry by the Russo Brothers. So, as we do on the show, Scott, take it away. Man, yeah, I I don't know what to say about this film. Like, it took me a while to try to figure out. It's too bad that you're on a podcast, because that's literally what you're being asked to do. (laughs) But that's the thing, right? Like, I was was trying to figure out what is the message of this movie? What is this movie trying to say? time to say and to me i think this movie should really have changed its name from cherry to just anti because it's fucking anti ever everything <laughs> anti-school anti-military anti-banks anti-girlfriend anti-heroin fucking anti-joy because this movie is fucking depressing as shit <laughs> yeah it is yeah it is <laughs> what about yourself uh oh man so i really I really wanted to like this movie and it definitely has some redeeming uh, qualities that we'll definitely touch on. Uh, But for the most part, it was a fucking slog, man. And I'm going to yet, you know, yet again, I'm going to open with like one of my quotes here. It says, this is from Christy Pucho from Crooked Marquee. Good movies have a runtime. Bad movies never end. Cherry is eternal. And I'm going to follow that fucker up with Ty Burns from the Boston Globe. Cherry is three movies in one. None of them fresh, and all of them over long. I mean, this film's got a running time of two hours and 21 minutes, and my note to myself is too fucking long. What about you? Like, what, let's, yeah, let's just talk about the pace. Let's talk about the length, yeah, like, like, before we get into the, like, the narrative structure and stuff. Yeah, like, well, this film is based off a book, right? Yep. By the same name, which is somewhat, not really, because I guess they made, you know, some some adjustments but it's supposed to be biographical from the author right well it's 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 i i actually started listening to the audiobook of it and it's super funny by the way and uh uh if you want to check out cherry uh it was uh number 14 on the new york times bestseller list so it's it's a it's a solid book so far what i've heard is it's like heard as in i'm listening to it it's super funny and it's super witty and it looks like they pulled a lot of the dialogue directly out of the book um, but it's it's semi autobiographical, right? So he wrote a fictional story based on his experience. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. Keep going. Yeah, but he actually did rob banks. And oh, and he was like yeah, that. and he was in Afghanistan, yeah. and he was a medic. Yeah, and you know PST, PTSD. Um, yeah, yeah, that too. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say the TD he got from his ex girlfriend. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just making money. I'm just throwing different acronyms yeah, at you. Like I think I think 
this is going to be one of the cases that I'm going to 100% agree with what you're going to say right <laughs> after I'm done. Okay. And, and this, this could have done some editing. Oh like, my God. Hold on. We got to, we got to make sure we keep that sound bite. Scott <laughs> using word, the, the big E word. Oh yeah. Keep going. I, I want to hear and your and perspective. That's the thing. Like I like the Russo brothers and not just because of the Marvel stuff. Like I love them on arrested, like, Arrested Development Community is my favorite fucking sitcom. But yeah, like when it goes to pan and all of a sudden like these people are fucking slow motion, I'm like, I don't need to see this shit. Like literally you could have cut out every single one of those scenes and you would not have lost anything whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, okay. So uh, I actually just uh, re-watched just a bit of it just before we jumped on our show just to get a, a bit of, of a feel for it again. I watched it last week. Um, oh, so that's why you're late. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was late. Uh, you, let's, let's be honest. We all know why I was actually late. But uh, mm-hmm. um, So one of the things I noticed is the pace of this movie, whether you're dating your girlfriend, you know, mainlining heroin, or in a fucking firefight, it's all the same. It is the same tempo. Um it's it's a lot of really slow cinematic shots. And then, as you said, even using slow motion to slow down. So you already have a film that's not paced out right. And then you slow it down with slow motion. And, you know, like, you know, helicopter blades and the, like that slow motion, like, whoa, whoa. It's like, guys, we weren't even going fast enough at all where that's going to, you know, bring any relevance to the story. Um one of the scenes when he's in uh, Afghanistan right away, when he first gets to Afghanistan, they, you know, they come into a firefight and instead of using like quick edits and moving back and forth and, you know, kind of making you feel confused, they ended up going with like long tracking shots, single shots, right? So you're like, they're kind of trying to do like POV, but the camera's a bit too steady, whether it's the steady cam they're using or whatever. So it's not jostling around. So again, you're just like, okay, now he's in war. Oh, now he's using heroin. Oh, now he's overdoing, like whatever. And it's just the fucking move, movie just slogged on, slogged on, slogged on. Um, now, in terms of the when they were in Afghanistan, I'm going to give them kudos for for this and this is the first film i've seen in a while when depicting like iraq and afghanistan that they didn't do that fucking like yellow orange tint to to say all of a sudden it's afghanistan in terms of the coloring of the movie like it looks like it looks like everywhere else except that it's got sand uh, no, instead they used a, a red tint at the beginning of each like chapter or whatever, and I was like, "What the fuck is this all about?" Um, I'm, and I'm gonna I'm gonna really pick on the cinematography, not for for totally different reasons than most people probably expect, because obviously I I love cinematography, and you, this is why like I should really like this movie, and I don't. Um, before we move off of editing, like there's no excuse for it, because so this the editor on this is Jeff Groth. He he got he got nominated for an Oscar for his work on Joker. Like, this is a very, very, very capable editor. And so this this style of movie where they've got kind of like the comedy and they're trying to talk about like serious subject matters. I've got two references that I think people need to look at as really good examples of that. Uh, the first one that I'm not going to talk about too much would be Danny Boyle's Train Spotting from 1996. Just because they take that kind of like 
sardonic look at heroin. I mean, heroin is not an, an enjoyable experience for what it does to your life and stuff like that. But they do get some humor in there. It's also taken from the book. Um, but it's very gritty. And again, what they don't do, and again, there's some interesting camera work in train spotting, but it's used sparingly. So you're like kind of watching a standard kind of gritty movie. There's a little bit of humor. And then bang, you get this like, uh, if, if you've seen Trainspotting, like Ewan McGregor drops uh, his dope in the toilet that's all full of shit. And then he swims into it and it becomes kind of the ocean. I don't want to dwell on Trainspotting too much. Um, is uh, Vice, directed by Adam McKay, who also did The Big Short. So his editor, who also worked with him on The Big Short, uh, Hank Corwin, who got nominated for Oscars for both of those and BAFTAs. They use in in both of those films, they use a lot of tight, tight editing. The the war scenes in Vice, like, you know, there there's like combat happening and stuff like that. And they're cutting back and forth. Uh, even just the way they move between characters in the political scenes when he's having heart attacks. Like what it does is it creates, creates a bit of like dynamic tension for the audience, right? And this film, even if they would have just fucking cut back and forth a bit, it would just change the pace instead of feeling like you were walking around for two and a half hours. Yeah, like that guy who, uh, Jack Rayner's character, who was, you know, pills and coke. Because, you know, spoiler, he walks out of the bank heist and then he's just walking the streets and then you find out he was shot. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out where was he shot? Like he literally, the last thing is him giving the guy um, the finger walking out. And yeah. you walked out fine. So where was he shot? So how did you how did you like the how did you like the okay? So before we move off of so what's your final kind of statement on like the pacing of this film? Was it the, too long? Too short? Not fast was, enough? Like, yeah. What, it was, tell the audience it was, what you think. Yeah, like to me, it was it was too. I guess you would say too long, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's little nods in, that I did enjoy, but I think. Yeah, I think it was just they spent, I guess, budget on something, in my opinion, right? And these guys are, you know, way better than I am. But um, they spent their budget on stupid stuff like those, like even when he's, like I was saying, like when they're in the club and it's like slow motion, like CGI of the person, like, and it looks like they're all in freeze frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the money there could have been done on fucking an, a big explosion that you actually saw. Right. <laughs> Instead of just hearing it in the background and finding out his buddies died and running over a mine or whatever the fuck they rode, rode over or an ID or whatever. Yeah. Um, so again, like I, I got another quote here from Stephanie Zachrick, uh from the times uh, or sorry, from time magazine. Cherry feels like a movie made by a teenager, a bright kid who doesn't leave room for much, doesn't leave his room much, but still has plenty of thoughts about, you know, experience and stuff. Uh, and the, the kind of the quote I came up with this is basically like this film is what would happen if you allowed a film school student a whatever $40 million budget or whatever the actual budget was and let them just do all the things they wanted to put all the scenes and all the shots and all the cinematography that they've ever wanted all in one movie with it having not having it not anchored to any type of story point or in service of the story, but just like, Oh cool. You know, it'd be cool. We put in an aerial shot here and then we switch to black and white and then we fucking go in like a close insert and slow it down. And you're like, why? I don't know. Cause it's going to look fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, 
All I know is, man, my comment lined you up perfect for that quote and that. It's like we're in sync. It's like it's like we have simpatico. It's almost like we're watching each other over Zoom. <laughs> almost. But the, the nods I did like were all the little like funny things in here like sergeant whoever his psychiatrist's doctor whomever right the bank names like shitty bank and bank fox america sure and again that's very similar to like i said uh the type of stuff that's done in vice um which again the, what i found is like i thought that stuff was interesting as well and i mean there's a really cool cinematography here um but the problem is it all has to be in service of something else like, are you trying to make a, like a funny movie? Then maybe stay away from all the other stylized elements. You've got to kind of pick a road and then you've got to decide how you're going to approach that. Like I said, they wanted all the cinematography, all the weird jokes. They wanted to break the fourth wall and talk directly to the audience. They also wanted voiceover narration, like, and yada, and yada, and yada. And like I said, move from black and white and all this like slow motion, um, and it just got fucking tiring. You're just like, can you just tell the fucking story? Can the guy just walk in the fucking bank, do the fucking thing, and just have dialogue? Just have dialogue. Have some voiceover. But then it's like, stop, do this. Stop, do this. Stop, do that. And the fucking movie. And then, like, girlfriend sitting in the bed, lights dim, you know, glowy, push in with the dolly shot. It's like, come on. And, like, listen. The DOP on this motherfucker is actually has worked on, like, one of my favorite films, which is Drive by uh whining wraith and he worked on the usual suspects and confessions of a dangerous mind uh, his the dop is newton thomas siegel he did valkyrie bohemian rhapsody like he's worked tons with brian singer he's fucking solid so part of me thinks that these guys the russo brothers were like oh we're gonna get this fucking sick dop right and either a they didn't know what the fuck they were doing by as in like because this is they, they don't work on this kind of film very often and they let the DOP do whatever he wanted or the DOP kept giving them options and they just kept saying yes. So what we could do is that yes. Uh, well, and we could, yes, yeah, yes. Everything you want, just do it. Oh, I don't, I don't think that's what happened, but you know, I think they had a vision and maybe cause from what I read, like they were, they were cutting this film while they're filming as well, right? So everything that got filmed that day was cut. And yeah, man, that's that that's night. that's fucking old school, man. That's that's like doing rushes, right? Those are your dailies. Like that's like when you're shooting on film, you 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 want to fucking get some stuff edited so you know what like because in that situation you need to know did I get in the camera what I wanted? So the fact that they played back their movie fucking digitally, maybe that was the problem. Maybe they should have just made sure they had the stuff on um on the hard drives. And then, like, let the editor sort it out. Because the problem... So, the problem with editing on the day is you tend to start making choices too early in the process, right? So, you're like, oh, this looks good. And this looks good. And that actually might explain why it feels like a bit of a chunky movie. Because... They've already started making some edits, and then when you go to edit the whole thing together, instead of having just all the footage, like, you still have it, but you've started to create these, like, little narrative structures. I think it took four months to make this film, so that could be, what's that, three, six, nine, 120 days, roughly every individual, 120 little edits that you're now trying to stick together, instead of just, like, bringing all the product in, sitting down with your storyboards and stuff, and go, okay... Where do we want to go with this? Um, I mean, 
The critics gave this motherfucker a 36. The audience said 70, but like the critics punched this rate in the fucking dickhole. Yeah, I think in terms of audience, I, I, I'm not in the majority here. And I think it, it's more, you know, just an afterglow of Avengers and, you know, Tom Holland can do no wrong. Right. Everybody loves this. What do you actually, so what did you, how did you, how did you like Tom Holland in this? I think he did an, I would say an okay job, right? It it wasn't my favorite performance of him. Sorry. Sorry. What is it? What is your favorite performance of him then? Spider-Man? Fucking right, man. In civil war. (laughs) What about, what about the devil all the time? With Uh, Patterson and stuff. I haven't actually watched that yet. It's a good fucking movie, man. It's, it's, it's good. I guess because I watch this now and I'm like, you know, I can see he's kind of, well, he's a British actor as well, just like Robert Patterson. Uh, so you can see, you know, these guys that are like trained in the British theater. They, they've made these big money movies and now they're like, okay, I want to get and do some fucking acting. So he dropped a ton of weight to play this role. I mean, he definitely looked like a fucking junkie when he was shooting up way so way, way more than uh, Sierra Bravo. I mean, like realistically, like she's pretty fit. So it would have been hard for her to lose much more. Um, but I mean, I think some of that stuff they did well. I think the acting was fine. Um, but I mean, it's this like the, the acting can only go so far if you just like blow your load on cinematography all day. You know what I mean? There was the one thing in this film in terms of actors that kind of, it depressed me. It depressed me after the fact. Do you want me to guess? Yes, go ahead. Was it uh, mm, the casting of uh, Michael Gennafellini? No. Okay. It was the casting of Damon Wayans Jr. Not fucking playing Major Payne Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was lined fucking right up. (laughs) That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. like, Like at the beginning when he was like, you, Meg, I'm like, is he doing a nod on fucking major pain? And he's like, I got this song for you and start singing it. And I'm like, it's fucking major pain. I'm like, it's major Payne's son. And then I looked at it. I'm like, oh, he's fucking major pa- uh, masters. I'm like, that, that would have made my day. That would have been interesting. That definitely would have been interesting. Uh, a lot of the, uh, there were, I saw some comments online about how some of those shots of them in basic training, like the drill instructors, the yelling at them and stuff, uh, are almost like they're very, very similar to um, do, 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 do Full Metal Jacket, Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. So, and I mean, uh, th- I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, I can kind of see the resemblances in my memory, but it could also just be that, like, how else do you shoot people getting their head shaved? Like, I mean, they do it in stripes too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like soldiers go and stand in front of shit, they get yelled at, and they get their hair cut. That's basic training, right? So. So I'm assuming you, in terms of acting, you were upset with that casting because you thought that was my ca- uh, upset. No, I thought the, I thought the casting was fine. I thought I thought like Tom Holland did a great job. Um, I mean, you can only do so much with what you can. Um, it's based on a book, so again, you only have so much license for the most part. Again, I think they could have done a great job with this if they would have just like picked a line like make it gritty, go down that road. Do the like, you know, wink and nod to the camera like Vice and just go down that road. You know what I mean? It just seems like it's almost like they wanted, they were like, this is the film that we're going to be taking serious. This is going to be like an Oscar kind of film. And they just fucking busted a nut all over everything. And as, and like you went, if you bust a nut all over everything, they just made a mess of it. 
<laughs> and there's your fucking <laughs> there's your fucking quote right there. Eh? This was this didn't quite, but this was almost in my category of to be watched by cinematographers with the sound <laughs> off. But I mean, it, the the sound's not that bad. But you could just literally jump in at this movie at any point, watch 15 minutes of it, and you're gonna you're gonna enjoy. Um, you're going to enjoy the cinematography and like, that's it. Like that's like, you don't need to watch the whole thing for the cinematography. Um, but yeah, did you, do you not wonder why I was, I, I thought it might've been, uh, my guess was Gandalf. Uh, I can never say his last name properly. Tony Soprano's yeah. son. How do you say okay. his name? Who, who is actually going to be playing a young Tony he is, Soprano. He is. How do you actually say year? his name though? Gandolfini. Gandolfini. Okay. I did say it right. Yeah. So he plays cousin Joe. Yeah, like I thought he did a good job. Yeah, he did great. He's also really good in The Deuce, which we've talked about because we keep seeming having actors come up in that James Franco HBO show. You know what I mean? You talk about it a lot more than I do because I've never watched The Deuce. (laughs) I don't watch deuces. I just take them. What the fuck? <laughs> and that that also could possibly be another quote for this film. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I don't get it. Why? Yeah, I still don't get why you brought thought I would be upset with his casting, though. I, I like, didn't I say you would be upset with it. I just asked okay. you what you thought. <laughs> that, oh, that, this is like a two person well, show, we, man. We we need we need our producer to roll the playback on this because you're. I'm like, <laughs> there's one one major casting that you know i was sad about and that it wasn't cast as oh, major pain you know what it was? you're like was a gandolfini no i so i miss i misheard what you said i thought that you were disappointed about me not talking about it honestly what as usual i wasn't paying attention to you even though it's literally me talking to you and i still wasn't paying attention to you so because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like this whole time i'm like what the fuck? what the fuck this guy just says some random shit uh did were you able to find the actual budget like of the film i couldn't find the budget anywhere i think it was made for 40 million so so what i found is that apple paid 40 million for the distribution rights but i couldn't <laughs> find the production budget from what I read, because they, they wanted to film where the Ohio the movie to yeah took place, and they weren't going to film it originally because uh, some tax code thing they were, got well, changed. Yeah. They were gonna they they the, the 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 town council or the state the state legislature was thinking of like getting rid of the tax break, and it was up to like thirty percent, right? And so they're like, well, like that's that's a huge swing. They moved. They decided not to shoot there, and then they brought in some of the tax break. They ended up shooting some of it there. Yeah, but like from what I read, like, and you know, because everything on the internet is true, but uh, from what I read, yeah, like the tax break had to be a film over a hundred million, mm. and because the film wasn't over a hundred million, that's why they were going to shoot in California. But then they changed it to forty under. Uh, 40. 40 million yeah. was the threshold and that's when they brought it back so that's why it made me think because in reality like three months makes sense for a smaller budget film around 40 million well and again so we, we've talked about stuff like you know promising young women those types of films uh, a lot of this stuff by uh, McCar- uh mccartney mccarthy mccarthy the comedian there what's her name do 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 Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Those being like five, seven mil, five, seven mil, and under, right? You can see like the, if for, if you hit on forty million, uh, you can see forty million worth in in this, like no problem, right? Like yeah, they definitely fun. spent it. Um, and like I said, they had a four month shooting schedule, roughly. Uh, so 
the the Rooster Brothers they bought this through their production company company AGBO. Uh, they paid a million bucks for the film for the film rights to this. That's not bad for mm-hmm. a dude that like did a bunch of heroin, you know, robbed a bunch of shit, and then wrote a book that went on the New York Times bestseller look and list, and then got a million bucks for the rights. You know what I mean? No. And that's the thing. If he robbed banks, the way it was depicted in this movie with just putting "I have a gun" on a on a fucking dollar bill, and them just giving him money, <laughs> I'm like. Well, I mean, he also he also walks in the like opening scene. He walks in, fires a pistol in the air, and bam! That's where that line of the thing about robbing banks is that you're mostly robbing women. So the last thing you want to be is rude. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that that technically that was there. Like, like I got that as their nod to Quentin Tarantino, where the beginning of the movie is the end of the movie, right? Yeah, but that's more the last. Sure, that's go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That was the last robbery, and then you go back to how he got to there. But the first couple ones, it was just literally just him holding a dollar bill. Sure. Well, I'll have to. Around. I'll have to let you know after I'm done li- listening to the audiobook or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he. I'm sure he robbed places. Uh, sorry, robbed uh, robbed banks in multiple different ways. Uh, so, what did you? What did you like about this movie? Anything? Would you watch it again? No. Okay. I'm most likely never going to watch this movie again. And <laughs> that's, that's pretty much where I'm living, <laughs> leaving it. I'm never watching this film again. <laughs> and but, did, what did you like about it? Yeah, I thought Tom Holland did a great job. Um, I liked his acting. Uh, Sierra Bravo, I liked her acting. She's pretty hot, but, eh? Okay, so that doesn't go with what I was going to say. Like, I would say she's going to have a very long career playing a high school kid. Yeah, that doesn't go with what I was going to say. She goes super, like, she looks super young for her age because she's, like, 23, 24. Yeah, I think they're because they're both about, well, so the the character was supposed to be 23, 24, and both her and Tom Holland are in that 23, 24-year-old range, so. Yeah, but, yeah, like, I thought she looked like she was in grade 10, right? (laughs) Just getting her license at 16. Cinephile. Cinephile. You are, because you're like, she's super hot. (laughs) I was like, she looks way too much like my oldest daughter to be like, thinking anything like that. Ah, okay. And moving on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) Is, uh, what's your favorite Russo brother film? Or TV show, like whatever. Community. I love fucking Community. It's my favorite sitcom. Mm-hmm. You didn't ever. like Arrested Development? That's my second favorite. Boom. <laughs> right? It's the one, too. But with, with with them, I like how, like, with the Marvel stuff, even though you don't watch it, they always put little nods to Arrested Development in the... Uh, oh, really? In the Marvel. Yeah. Like, you'll see in their first movie, I actually, where Tom Holland debuts as spider-man isn't that uh, captain civil, america civil war? civil war yeah the bluth bluth van with the airplane van with the thing is in the airport oh right? the uh the the uh the, the blue van with the uh, stairs yeah it's right there in the airport right while they're having the fight but yeah like i think they're like they what they've signed like they because they signed deals with netflix recent well not recently like last year two years ago which they're developing a shit ton right now like you're going to be seeing the russo brothers for a while and their production company Ar- argo Ar- 
Agbo? I've got AGBO. Agbo? Agbo? Yeah, because they got a Poltergeist remake. They got... They had Cherry. They have Magic the Gathering show on Netflix being developed. An Amazon Prime show with Paprika Chopa. They got the Disney's live-action Hercules, which I'm actually super excited for because that's my favorite Disney film. Oh, nice! They're doing that too, man. They're yeah. working. They're working for like all the th- the three big streaming services. Actually, technically all four because they just did one for Apple or that got yeah. sold to Apple, right? So, yeah, and they're doing an adaption for Netflix um, called The Gray Man. Okay. That's starring uh, your favorite actor Ryan Gosling <sighs> and Chris Evans. Yeah, it's supposed to be like what a like a spy drama or political spy drama, something like that. Which, if you, which I would recommend watching. Um, yes, Winter, Winter Soldier. Why? It, it is like a huge political thriller. Oh, for fuck like, I'm not. I'm not going to go watch those movies. Um, <laughs> have you seen? So, did you watch their ever watch their original movie, Welcome to Collingwood? It sounds familiar. Like I. Th- if I did, it would have been. It's got like William Ace Mace, Macy in it, and, and like uh, George Clooney, right? And George Clooney, yeah, like because uh, they had made like a short that I it played by like like South by Southwest or something, and I think it was like Soderbergh saw them, or it was either Soderbergh or Finchner, I, I can't remember, and was like, "Hey, like I want to make sure you get to make your next movie, and I'll kind of help produce it and stuff like that." It's like. And then bang, the next movie is like I said, like William H Macy and George Clooney and uh, Sam Rockwell and like this fantastic cast. Uh, so I uh, I watched the trailer and so I put it on my like to watch list. But the only place I can find it is to rent on uh, Apple. So mm. yeah, if I watched it, it would have been it probably would have been right when it came out, right? Yeah, it would have been like early two thousands or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I did, but who knows, right? Well, I guess I would know. I, if I watch the trailer again, I'll let you know for sure. But, so anyway, before before I, I say my last piece here, who would you recommend this movie to or would you? Uh, Insomniacs, who can't sleep. <laughs> um, that would be one. Uh, you know, uh, heroin addicts. Heroin addicts, nice. <laughs> Nice. Kids, but, uh, kids, you don't want to do heroin. You're like, see, this does not look fun at all. This does not. But yeah, like I would say cinematography, people who are fond of cinematography, because there is some good shots on here and some good scenes captured as well. Um, but for me, yeah, like I think this was, it, it was a case where I went in with way bigger expectations than I should have that it lowered expectations. <laughs> We're not talking about your dating life, but <laughs> <laughs> my penis. Well, well, Scott laughs over there. Uh, so yeah, it, it, as far as for a cinematic perspective, uh, jump in at this movie, pick a random 30 minutes, jump in, watch it for 30 minutes, and then go do something else. Uh, if you want to plod through it, fine. Uh, I would recommend uh, picking up the book by Nicka Walker, and it's also self-titled Cherry. Uh, it was number 14 on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, I've got nothing else. I thought it was fucking boring. I thought it was like pacing was way off, but I've already said all that. So, uh, Scott, take us out of here. 
and that is our rant for the day please like and subscribe to this podcast you can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com their slate of new stuff coming up for apple plus there's Ooh, one apple? show with that justin trudeau or it's a movie that actually does look good justin trudeau that's our prime minister not justin trudeau oh Thoreau or yeah Thoreau. sorry i was like justin trudeau he's in a movie i'm like maybe yeah that's gonna, he is step. gonna need a new job eventually but he he was a drama teacher he was a drama teacher <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.